Hello, and welcome back to the Give Alice podcast. I am your host, Renz, the Marketing and Operations Manager at Give Alice, and I'm joined as always by co-founder Diana Hernandez. Diana, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. Um, I'm so happy to be back on our podcast. Awesome. Me too. You know, it's weather weather right now. Um, I can wear all my comfy jackets, and I'm really excited for that. Um, and I'm also excited for the topic that we have for today's podcast. And that topic is, what's in a name and why is learning names import- important? I'm excited because I'll explain later in the podcast, I have kind of a unique name situation. You know a little bit about it, but I think uh, it'll be fun to break it down in full in this podcast. But before we go into that topic, um, I wanted to ask you really quick. So why was this something that you wanted to discuss on the Give Alice podcast? That's actually a great question. I think with the pandemic and teachers starting off the year, uh, really getting to know their students, it's been really hard. It's been really hard to get to know students. Um, For some teachers who are welcoming their kids online, it just seems very um, not personal. And for maybe for a student who has never been at that school and they got transitioned into a new school and new a new classroom. And so some of the things that we've been really discussing with educators is how do we build that community? How do we build that safe uh, climate? And I thought, well, what's in a name, you know, with your name and just getting to know your students as you're trying to build a sense of community, actually talking about what is your name and how did you get that name and, and building that sense of community, especially like I said, during this pandemic where a lot of things seem very um, not personal that were, you know, virtual and, and it's just been really, really hard. And, and many of the educators that we're working with, I mean, some of them see their kids for an hour, maybe one a day. Yeah, it seems like what you said when it's so it's a lot less personal. Uh, with the pandemic and it's online learning, the n- learning someone's name is even more important because that's their identity. That's who they are. And when it's online, you really have to make that even stronger. So I think what we can do for some fun is we can discuss our own names and how we, the cultural identity behind them, uh, any meanings that they have. I, I can start us off because uh, my, <laughs> my situation might be a little bit confusing. So I've actually had five legal names my whole life believe it or not um on every legal document it says renz enrique dominic de guzman gaddy on every legal document no matter what it is so when a teacher first gets their list of students it will say renz enrique dominic de guzman gaddy on no matter what it was and that's something i've had to deal with um pretty much my whole life um to make it more confusing is I don't actually go by Renz for most when I when I was born I was given Renz as my first name but that's not the actual name I went by my parents liked the name Keith so they made that a nickname and they decided okay we'll just call you by Keith for your whole life which is how you know me by as Keith so the name that I've been going by isn't actually a legal name it's it's essentially just like a a nickname uh, so, you know, it's, it's a very confusing situation. Uh, it's a little convoluted. A lot of people ask me, why is your name Keith when you have all these names? And part of me is like, I don't really know. It's just what my parents <laughs> wanted. Uh, but I've kind of learned to come to terms with it. Uh, but it is always uh, a good conversation starter for people. 
Um, but I'm curious about you, Diana. Tell us more about your name and some of the meanings behind it. Yeah, well, before I tell you about my, my name and, and my long name as well, uh, I, I want to tie back to what you said about the culture, right? It's cultural, right? So for Filipinos, um, that's something that's probably not very different than what a lot of Filipinos have gone through. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's not like, I guess you would say that's the norm. But when you come into the American culture, that's different. So I think I wanted to just recognize that that's, that, that's just cultural, right? Mm-hmm. Just like us um, in, in Mexican culture, we take both last names, the, the fathers and the mothers. Yes. And when, um, when you become, either become a nationalized citizen or you go to school, you could either take out that, that second last name. So, you know, that just kind of reminds us that our, our system, our school system is not really structured that way that we don't see the cultures coming in and we don't really look at students as a whole. And I think that's one of the reasons why I also wanted to talk about this idea about names, because how important is that to a child, right? If you would have started kindergarten and your teacher probably had this conversation since kindergarten, first grade, by third grade, you would have been like, yeah, I have five names, cool, because I'm Filipino. Mm -hmm. But I think that wasn't ever talked about that was never introduced. So that was something that was like, no, I don't really want to talk about that because that's going to make me different. I think as a kid, I didn't re- I, to me, I just saw it as five names, which was weird. I didn't see it as, oh, there's a cultural reason for it. Um, Dominic and Enrique was names of aunts and uncles that they've given to me. And the Guzman is my mom's maiden name. And so in having all those names, I was, it was my parents' way of, Uh, making sure I always had that Filipino cultural identity. Um, And you're right. Now that I think about it, it would have been nice if a teacher explained that to me or someone explained that to me in a way where it didn't just feel like, like, Oh, my parents are just being weird for the sake of being weird. Like there was a a definite reason behind it. Um, And I think it's, it's super important for kids to know that because, you know, they're not really going to know that unless someone teaches that to them. Yeah. And and I think it goes back to this whole idea of, of empathy, right? understanding that we're all we're all more similar than we're different and I think a lot of the time unfortunately unfortunately in our education system we actually uh, try to mold people into being this one student this one um, kid and, and the kids who are left out are the ones that feel weird or feel different and so I think that's really the the conversation that I wanted to talk about how do we do that in the classroom so that we don't have um, young people growing up not feeling part of this beautiful culture because as it is we are a, a, an American culture we are all together it's just how do we bridge that so so our kids that youth feel part of this system absolutely absolutely and 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 so that kind of goes back to what your question was about my name um, you know I grew up here I grew up in in California as I mentioned before and you know, my name was always Diana, 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 Diana. But when I went to school, it was Diana, you know? And I, I know my parents named me Diana because she is the goddess of the hunt. And in Mexico City, um, there's a statue right in the in La Reforma, which is the main um, plaza in Mexico City. She, you, you see her statue, she's the goddess and she's holding her, her arrow. And her, my, my parents named me for her, for, for Diana. And so, 
so then, you know, going to school here, and then I'm Diana and Diana. And so I always felt that I was bicultural. Like I would be one person at home, and then I was at school and I was another person. And, and that's one of the things when I always talk to educators, I always present myself that way. I'm Diana, or you could call me Diana, because I've always gone with that. And then I, I poke fun, like my friends could call me D, you know? <laughs> but I, I really do think it's that aspect of, we we are we are um depending on who we're interacting with we're bicultural we could be with our you know um i could be with my my spanish friends and i could be doing spanglish and then i could be with my american friends or caucasian friends or and then i could stay in one language so i think that's the part that i really like about my name that you could pronounce it in spanish you could pronounce it in english and I really understand why my parents named me that way. They they saw Diana, the goddess of the hunt, as a brave, strong woman, and that's what they wanted me to be, right? And you think about Wonder Woman, that's that's really who was emulated after Diana. And so so that's that's my name, right? That's been a name. And I know I know that when I was growing up, I probably didn't feel that strongly when I was in middle school and especially high school it was more I try to fit in so I, I went more with from Diana um, and then in my college years I, I was a little more like oh yeah you know but but I like I, I think I would have liked somebody to tell us too like oh you know you speak Spanish oh that's how you say it in Spanish and, but it wasn't a it wasn't it wasn't something that we really didn't talk about in school interesting that's really cool that your name has two pronunciations for it. it. Do you feel like you have a preference for one or the other? Um, I think growing up, as I mentioned, I think I did. When I was um, growing up, I think, I think I thought more like, oh, I like Diana. But now that I'm older and I have my own kids and, you know, I, I guess it becomes a self-identity. I, mean, I think that that is true. And the research shows that our names are our identity. I think that my identity has become stronger and when i'm gonna turn into my 40s now so i i think i've i i'm aware of who i am and where i've come from and how much i i've had to work and i think i'm okay i'm like i love both of them i couldn't give one or the other up so i don't have a preference now but i i could say i could say that i used to when i was a kid i used to love diana because that was my childhood and my cousins called me diana and i would play with my friends and then going into schooling and going into high school, I, you know, that was my identity, Diana. And now it's like, I have the best of both worlds, you know? Mm -hmm. That's so cool to hear. Because for me, I have different names. So when it's a different name, it's, it's obvious it's like a different identity. But even just as simple as a different pronunciation of a name can create such, a, such an identity shift also. It, it really does show how import, important it is for educators and just people in general to get your name correctly because even the smallest difference could have a huge effect you know names are how um, how we're known and if you don't get it correctly or even if you diverge from how our name's supposed to be um, it can have really long-lasting effects on who we think we are I agree with you. I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I've actually had people pronounce it or say something uh, derogatory towards my name or when I say I'm bilingual, bicultural, people kind of look at me like, and it does, it, it either increases your positive behavior or it actually tunes you out. Like if somebody acts kind of um, 
negative towards your name, you do tune out. And as a child, I remember being like that. You know, I remember feeling the teachers cared about me or they wanted to learn a little bit more about me. You know, so I do, like you said, it could just turn you off depending on, on that person. Yeah, for me, in terms of the ways that um, I've been turned off um, from speaking in um, educational environment when I was a kid growing up, um, I know there were times, usually in the beginning of the year, where, uh, you know, the teacher would get that, that name list, and there were so many names, and I'd always be so embarrassed that I'd have to call or tell them that, oh, it's none of these names, it's actually Keith, and, you know, they'd always look kind of confused, they're like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird, and I remember that always was just so, um, such an anxious moment for me in the beginning yeah. of class for no reason now that I think back about it it's such a small deal but back then it really felt like I, I really dreaded every time I had a new classroom and a new teacher um, and in some of the more embarrassing moments there were some teachers who actually would poke fun at how many names I had like oh wow you have you have so many names like they would read it out loud and they'd be like oh wow so many different names and obviously they didn't really mean it in harm it was more like a like in jest um, but then, you know, some of my friends would kind of like, uh, kind of tease me about it too. And, uh, you know, maybe I was taking it too seriously at the time, but I, I did remember just being really embarrassed. And um, especially for the first couple of weeks, um, I just have trouble like speaking in a classroom environment because I always felt like, oh, that's the dude with the, that's the kid with five names. That, that's <laughs> Exactly. And I think that's, that, again, that's why I want to bring this awareness. Uh, into the classroom because for us as adults we think oh that's pretty you know I said oh you have five names but as a child you take that on and you had heard that not once not twice you probably heard that throughout your life and so that was that one moment that caused you anxiety that caused you oh this is going to have repercussions at recess or after school or somebody's going to make fun of me because I think as you're growing up like I said you don't want to be different we we want to fit in because we're we're all social beings and 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 i really do take this to heart and i think that's why it's so important that we create this information because we have to remind um everybody and create that awareness that even if it is a simple thing as your name it could have great um repercussions for people like you said you grew out of it but even now like even just having this conversation it, it just helps to talk about huh, interesting, you know, that's how I felt. Mm -hmm. And I hope it brings awareness to, to anybody um, in the classroom when we do take attendance, getting to know, how do you pronounce it? How do you like me to say it? Go ahead and say it, you know? And maybe not calling it out in front of all the kids, maybe having a little individual conversation. Hey, how do you pronounce it? How do you want me to say it, you know? Mm -hmm. I remember um, when I was in the classroom, sometimes I, I would make assumptions. Like I would say, Jorge. And the kids would be like, no, my, my teacher, my name is George. And I said, oh, okay, but your name is Jorge, right? And your dad, parents name you Jorge. And the kids would be like, no, Ms. Hernandez, my name is George. Call me George. Oh, okay, I'll call you George. And so just being aware that sometimes we make assumptions too as adults. And, and just, again, that it's going to be their educational experience. We went through our experience, so we have to give them the best experience. Mm -hmm. Absolutely true. And just to put even more importance on it, I felt this way throughout, um, I'd say the only way I didn't really feel this was in college. So, you know, <laughs> K through 12, um, all throughout, I, I always remembered wishing I had had just a simple first, last name. Um, and so I really would just get jealous when, when 
I would uh, the teacher read off the names and it would just be first name last name I'm like oh man I wish I had that you know it's just it's just so funny now um but even in high school so even when we're like older that that's how I felt so starting from when you're a kid if you can get if you can help a kid um feel that way it can go such a, a long way exactly did you ever consider changing your name after so, having all this this yeah I, I i remember um I, funny enough i i think at one point i wanted to when i went into high school i wanted to go by dominic because it sounded cool <laughs> but i was too used to keith that I, I i just didn't i was too lazy and then after in college that's when honestly i just got so tired of correcting professors names um so they'd they'd call me Renz and instead of saying oh I go back Keith I would just be okay hi I'm here uh, I'm here for class and then I started going by Renz um and it was weird at first because my brain was just not wired so they would call on me to maybe read a passage or for an answer and I would just sit there just because I, I didn't realize they were calling on me and so it looked like I was ignoring them which maybe some people thought was kind of rude but that was just me getting used to it but as time went on, I got used to them calling me Renz. And the result was my classmates call me Renz. And the friends that I made in those classrooms call me Renz. So then I got used to it in a professional and social environment. And I think when I got used to both Renz and Keith, that's when I realized that, oh, all these names, they're my identity. And I can just own any of them. Like, they don't have to be something I'm embarrassed by. If someone calls me Renz, Enrique, Dominic, anything, that's just, that's just who I am. And I think part of it was probably just getting older and, you know, re like realizing the cultural importance of it. But I really do think that when I accepted my names, that's when I felt more in tune with um, who I was. Exactly. I, I agree with you. And I think we, we slowly have to go through that transformation but why, you know, why couldn't we just accelerate that and be that individual for that kid to say, hey, oh, where, where's your family from? Or, you know, and even if they're born here, you know, it, it doesn't matter. We're all, like I said, we're all Americans. It's just, oh, do you know, do you know why Filipino people have five names? I never knew that. That's so cool. Can you find that out for me? Or, you know, why, why is your, why is Filipino have like Spanish surname? Oh, they were conquered by the Spaniards? Oh, that's cool. You know, like all these things that... Mm. I think that culture plays being so much um, interest for the kids. And, and more than anything, I think we bring that, that you're welcome here. You're welcome in the school. You, 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 we, we see you as, a, as an asset. We see you as the strings that you bring, you know? And I think, uh, unfortunately, many of us haven't felt that way in our schooling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it would be a cool change if instead of feeling like um, a, a different or hard to say name, or like a cultural unique name, instead of seeing it as a nuisance, we could celebrate that instead. And like you said, ask the kid why it was this way and get them proud about why their name is unique too. I think that would be such a cool change if we're able to get to that point. Yeah, and I think we're making a little of an impact with our Alas podcast, with our uh, trainings and, and really continuing to have these conversations with educators because we have some great educators out there and um, and I think we're doing that in many of our classrooms. Awesome so I guess bringing it to that point specifically um, in terms of the Alice um, training that you're doing uh, 
do you guys have, do you put special importance into a child's name, into, you know, the importance of it? And if so, what kind of, what kind of uh, stuff do you teach educators? Yeah, so, so one of the things that we, we always discuss is, you know, finding out the student's name, uh, how to pronounce the name, what does the student um, go by, right? And then calling them by their name. Not hey you, not student, no, we, we call them by your name. Because we know this is gonna help make them feel welcome. They're gonna feel part of a school community. They're gonna feel like, yeah, you belong here. Let's celebrate you. What's your background? Why do you, you know, your name? And and some of the times they'll probably give you a nickname, right? That they want to be called a nickname. And sometimes you have to say, well, for taking attendance, I have to call you by your official name, and then we could call you by your by your nickname. Um, and even talking to the parents, is that okay? Is it okay if I call them by their nickname? Like really um, welcoming the families as well. It's gonna again create that positive atmosphere. It's gonna create that you're welcome here. And then it's going to create a successful social atmosphere, how they could interact with each other, how could they respect each other. It's just, it creates that friendship, right, within the, within the classroom. And, and that's really how they socialize. Our students, that's the opportunities that they have to socialize school. And so we have to make that, uh, those relationships strong. And if we can't start off by knowing their name and why their name, and why they should be proud of their name, then where, do, where are we going to start our relationship? So many of those things we talk about um, within, within our education and how being part of a school community and having a positive atmosphere helps students learn, right? Helps them be open to learning because otherwise you create a blockade in your, in your brain and you don't want to learn. You, that, that is going to be the first um, obstacle, right, to learning. Mm-hmm. The teacher's made fun of my name. I don't, I don't care about this person either. Um, my friends are making fun of me. I, I, I don't feel comfortable here. So it's just like um, the Maslow, you know, if you have to feel safe to be able to learn, right? They, they say Maslow before you bloom. You have to feel safe. You have to have security. You have to have your basic needs met. And then you could bloom. But I think sometimes we, we, we go so fast. And I think it's well intentioned by our educators. But I think we try to go too fast and, and we forget the little things. And that might seem like a little thing. A name might seem like a little thing, but it's a huge thing for our students. It's definitely. And I'd even like to add um, some of the stuff I've seen. Um, I remember because I follow some uh, Asian groups on Facebook. Uh, there's even some people who were like graduate students or in college where their professors would still not pronounce their names right. And even after... Uh, being told this is how my name should be pronounced, they still didn't make that choice. So really, it, a lot of it just comes down to respect. And you know, we, I believe that every student, um, any person actually, should just deserve respect. Uh, and, and that starts with their name because that's who they. That's almost like the, like what you said. They have to feel safe. They have to feel like they know who I am. Because if not, then they're not going to respect the teacher back. So I think it's just as important to educate the educators, as you said, about how even the, the smallest pronunciation, you know, Diana, Deanna, um, using the right name, Renz, Keith, Dominic, whatever, uh, it makes such a big difference. And it'll be, it'll be important throughout the individual's entire life. Uh, so I'm really glad that we were able to 
kind of bring light to this topic and kind of discuss it more. I have a funny story. So because I, I care so much about the name that my oldest, my, my husband's really into comics. And maybe I told you this story. I don't know. Um, but my husband's really into comics. He actually makes fun of me because he says that he married me because my name is Diana, like Wonder Woman. <laughs> and he, he loves um, he loves DC, like Superman. And so when we were going to have our firstborn, he said, what are you thinking? We named him Kal-El. See, I'm not very into comics, right? So I was like, ah, I don't know. That's interesting. What is that? He's like, well, you don't know who Kal-El is? I said, no. And he's like, yeah, he's um, Superman in, in Krypton. That's his real name. And I said, are you kidding me? I'm not going to name my firstborn Kal-El. They're going to make fun of him. <laughs> you know? And so long story short, my oldest, um, his middle name is Kal-El. His name is Ethan Kal-El. And he tells me now he's a seventh grader. He's like, Mom, why didn't you name me Kalel? <laughs> he's like, um, and we know a lot of Ethans, but there's no Kalels. And I'm like, see, who would have known? That's so funny. Like, it's especially funny because uh, with your son, he wanted something more unique. Whereas for me, for most of my life, um, I wanted something more normal. So it's funny just what each you know, each child or each person has their own preferences. Um, right. And that shows the importance of celebrating names in general. Um, yeah. That's such a, that's and such I a think cool you're story. right. And I think, and think you're right is because I had that negative experience that I didn't want them to have that negative experience. And I assume, you know, this kid might have a negative experience, so I'm going to protect him where he's, you know, he's pretty solid in who he is and that he's very, you know, in that way, which is, to me, it talks good about my parenting. And I'm like, hey, you would have been okay, you know? But yeah, we, we, I think it's just a different time now. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think what we're talking about too is, it, it's, it, it's been different for us. It's been different because our home was at least when when I was home I felt like I was a different person than I was when I was at school the language spoken at home was different and and a lot of the things that that I noticed that I was embarrassed about even sometimes the food I was like oh you know you know it it, it was just different that's true and honestly I'm again I'm, I'm really glad you shared that story because if anything, it shows even on a micro level, the changes yeah. that our culture is going through. Because now, whereas back in the day, you might have gotten, you know, uh, insulted or teased for a comic book name. Now it's like a cool thing. It's more <laughs> okay. accepted. And honestly, that, that makes me feel pretty hopeful that now children um, are starting to accept each other with their different names, maybe even starting to celebrate each other for um, you know, having cool, unique um, cultural names just because they're so used to um, the melting pot of America nowadays. So, yeah. again, really awesome story. Yeah, I think so. I, and I, 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 I agree with you. It makes me hopeful as well. And I, I do see that. I feel like our, you know, when I travel and when I talk to people, especially here in California, I do feel that more openness. That people are more open-minded to things. And, you know, and I think... Um, when people talk about this idea of oppression or they talk about this idea of um, things that are happening, I, I, I see where that's coming from. I, I see where, how they feel, but I do see that we're making progress. Definitely. Right? Yeah. It, it might feel snail's pace sometimes. It may feel like, oh, things are the same. 
but I actually see that that we've made a lot of progress, you know, in, in that sense culturally, and that, you know, we are we are we are changing a little bit of a shift. Definitely, and that people, and especially educators, are always trying to do the best for kids. That that I know. So I think it makes a difference having these conversations. Definitely, definitely. Um, this is such a such an interesting topic. Um, honestly, we could, we could probably delve into names for hours on end just because of how unique each individual name is. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add on the topic that uh, we haven't gone over yet? No, I think we talked about the classroom and how things transfer into the classroom. And I think we talked about why we thought it was so important. And I think just to emphasize um, that we just have to remember to treat our kids as individuals, you know, and even if they do have a Spanish surname, uh, uh, Vietnamese, we have to ask them how they feel about it. We can't make assumptions that because maybe they have a Vietnamese uh, name that they feel that they're Vietnamese or Mexican or whatever it is. We have to ask them. And they might surprise us and say, no, you know what? I'm, a, I'm an American. I don't even, I don't even really even, I've never been to Vietnam or I've never been to, you know, just asking them. Like you said, that is that first step of respect is just acknowledging um, and not making assumptions. And I think that's the most important thing I've learned from my discussion with you today is not to make assumptions about a person's name. Um, because if you think about it, when you uh, like making assumptions, it, it can seem a bit disrespectful as if you're saying my thoughts are more important than the cultural identity that you feel to your name. So I, I think that's super important. And that's something that everyone should know is don't assume um, what other person's name is and make sure to educate yourself uh, by asking them how, exactly. how they feel about it. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the things we just have to be open to asking. You know, and I think that was the first thing that we did when we asked you. I'd say that an update on my name, I kind of tend more towards Renz now, um, especially in a professional environment. Um, at a workplace, I, I go by Renz just because it's easier for like documents and all that. But I think because now, now that I've had four years of it in college, I've kind of gone <laughs> used to it. Um, and a lot of my social media handles is now Renz. Because me personally, I, I think Renz just sounds a bit cooler than, than you. And <laughs> it's I like different. that. I can choose. It's yeah, unique. It's different. Yeah. And now I'm starting to celebrate how many names I have because maybe in a year, I'll, I'm going to be Enrique, you know? <laughs> but, but at least I have, I have choices. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I'll probably, I'll probably stick, stick with Renz. But now it's, it's something that I'm proud of. And I feel very happy that my parents decided to give me different identities that I could choose from. And so, you know, I, I think over time we just kind of get used to our names and we start to realize the importance of it. But as we're talking about, if we can get that earlier, um, that way I could have felt that way my whole life. Maybe you'd be, you know, we would have a, a more culturally diverse world. Yeah. And I think we'll get there. I really do think that we'll get there. Um, and I'm happy that you got there. You know, Thank that's you. important. You know, Thank that's you. important because I don't think for some people, they never get there. You know what I mean? And they're trying, they're maybe embarrassed of their name and they still feel this anxiety every time they have to present themselves or mm -hmm. introduce themselves in a meeting. So I'm happy that you that you got there. Um, and so we'll continue to help others um, who see themselves in our mirror or in our reflection to, to get there as well. Awesome. Well, is there anything else you want to add, Diana? 
No, I think that's it. I, I think this is a really great conversation and I hope it helps um, our educators and, or maybe even personal on a, on a personal level, they could identify with this conversation. Awesome. Yes. I, I absolutely, I absolutely love this conversation. Uh, so insightful. I get to learn more about you. I love your story about your son and you know, we, we learned a lot of, uh, we learned uh, that you can't take something even as simple as a name for granted, but Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, the Give Us podcast will be speaking with you guys again soon. We hope you guys are enjoying these episodes, and we will talk to you next time.